This episode is presented by AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. So I don't think too far ahead. Like, even now when I go into free agency and teams want me, I'm like, all right. We still in the building. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, we still in the building. This is Queens of the Court. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast produced in partnership with the WNBA. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoops. And I'm Jordan Robinson. And court is in session. In session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like the extra yeah you got it yeah in. I had to put that just a little extra I like in there I, like I, like I always got to be extra well happy well we're recording this on Tuesday um, Cheryl has been stamping her passport globe trotting <laughs> around the world I'm just trying to keep up I'm in the presence of greatness oh every week gosh. but tell us about your trip where'd you go what'd you do. So let, let me apologize to everyone that's listening. Y'all, I promise you, I'm not trying to give you a sexy voice this <laughs> it's week. It's giving sexy radio. <laughs> like I'm so not trying to. Slow jams voice. <laughs> like, like midnight. Yeah. Midnight, yeah. midnight jams. Queens of the court. Midnight edition. <laughs> oh my gosh. But it's because, to your point, I just got back from Johannesburg, South Africa with the NBA for um, Basketball Without Borders. <clears throat> so super excited that I got to go, first of all, visit Johannesburg, but mm-hmm. an opportunity to give back and empower girls and young women on a completely different continent, a different country. And there were 40 girls that came from all over um, Africa. And uh, I got to do some drills and little skills competition, but then also got to coach. So that's where this voice is coming from. <laughs> you know, I just couldn't sit on the sidelines. So it was the yelling and trying to get their attention mixed with actually cold weather, 
So it's just a combination of stuff, but uh, was a really, really good time, a great trip. Um, the girls were really good. I, I always try to inspire at least one person, um, mm. give them something that they didn't have or know before they got there. And uh, yeah, it was fun. A lot of fun. It took me, it was a long trip, Jordan. <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> 18 hours. I'm just like, yeah. And then flight delay, you know. So, but you know what? For you, Jordan, and for all the listeners, I am here. Wow. I'm going to give you what I got because that's what I do. <laughs> wow. What an honor. Well, thank you for flying back just for me. <laughs> that's what that sounds like. I'll take it. <laughs> but no, what an but incredible I, But I enjoy experience. doing this, though. But yeah. I, you know, the podcast, I got mad love for our peeps. So, oh, um, yeah. yeah, it was a great experience, not just for the kids. It was a great experience for me as well. Mm hmm. Were you yelling? Were you yelling at those girls? That's why your voice is like yeah. that. Oh yeah, gosh. yeah. They're like it was, they're going was, home. Cheryl swoops yelled at me. Not like that. Not like that kind of yell. But listen, we were in we were in a gym with so it wasn't just girls. It was boys as well. Mm -hmm. So it was a combination. So when we're playing five on five, I'm trying to yell to get their attention to call out the the one and only play we had. Right? I'm like run the play. And they look at me like, huh? What play? <laughs> right? But you know what's crazy is I was just yelling, trying to get them to run the play. So there were several girls who didn't speak English. Mm. So trying to find a way to communicate, like basketball is a global sport. Mm -hmm. I say it's a global language, but you still got to be able to communicate. So I don't know why, at least I do. I don't know about you. We think that by yelling something in English, they're going to understand it. If I <laughs> say it I mean? louder, maybe somehow it'll translate the language. Yeah. I can, I I can see like, that thought process. And, and like, I had a really, really, really good point guard and she spoke Portuguese. So I was like, defense, don't reach. And she just kept reaching. So I was like, okay, don't wait. <laughs> she still kept reaching. So I was like, okay, doesn't matter how loud I yell. She does not understand what I'm saying. So that oh, was gosh. It wasn't me yelling like, cause they were doing bad stuff, but trying to communicate. Yeah. How weird is that? It's weird. That That's wild. Did it make you miss coaching? And then we'll move on. I just wanted, no. I was just curious. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. It, it it made me realize why I don't want a coach. <laughs> You're like, I liked my voice when I wasn't a coach. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I, I, I will tell you what I missed. I, I missed, and, and it's not the coaching, but I just miss like, like the one-on-one -on -one interaction with the girls being able to teach the game. Mm -hmm. Cause that, that's like, that's like my passion. I feel like I have so much knowledge and so much to give to girls and young women. That's the part I miss, but I don't miss that in coaching, if that makes sense. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. There's still it was cool, though. It was fun. Oh, it was so it was fun. fun. Okay. Well, next time, um, I think I can fit in a carry-on. You'll be you'll be my plus bag. one next time. Okay, great. My brother Wonderful. was my plus one this time. I got you. Oh, fun. Okay, yeah, I got next. Okay. Well, um, 
we have to tease that I got to interview Courtney Williams. That's going to be coming up later in the show, the Chicago Sky guard. She always brings the vibe. I feel some type of way about that, by the we way. We know that you were globetrotting. I know. You were, you were I know, globetrotting. I held it down. Still, I, listen, I never questioned, never doubted that. But you know how I feel about Courtney Williams. Because she's always going to give you something that you're not expecting. And I always take something from her. I'm like, oh, that was good, Court. And I'm like, I got so I got mad love for Court, you know. Oh but yeah. I can't yeah. wait. I can't I can't wait to listen. It's gonna be fun. That's coming up a little bit later. But first, there's been a couple headlines around the league this week that we just have to we gotta talk about because that's why we're here and we we gotta discuss it. It's a it's it's headlines that pertain to the WNBA, so we gotta talk about them. First things first is Raquana Williams was arrested last week on felony domestic violence charges. Um, the ACEs released a statement. It said, as an organization, we condemn domestic violence of any kind. At this time, Raquana Williams will be precluded from participating in team activities. Our thoughts are with the parties involved in this situation. We are currently gathering more information. And as such, we will not have any further comments at this time. Um, this is a situation and it is what a lot of people have been talking about on Twitter and in the news surrounding Raquana Williams. Um, I think just before we talk about it, it's important to highlight that she was suspended for 10 games by the WNBA in 2019 due to a domestic violence incident. That was while she was playing for the Sparks. Um, and here we are yet again. Uh, Cheryl, just kind of walk me through what, when you learned about this or kind of what your thoughts are on this situation for the aces. Yeah. I, I have so many thoughts. Um, f- first thing is it, it can't happen. So I know it happened in 2019 and she was suspended. Um, at, at some point it, it has to be bigger than 10 games. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Here, here's my thing with Raquana. Um, it's tough because it's happened once. She's with the Aces now. It's happened once as far as we know, right? Yes. She's with the Aces now, was already out with an injury. That in itself is already something tough to deal with, right? As an athlete, as a player, because you want to play and you can't, you're sitting on the sideline. Um, so from a mental standpoint, and I'm speaking as a, as a player, a former player, as a, from a mental standpoint, when you're, when you're out with any type of an injury and it keeps you out for a while, that takes a toll on you. Right. So then I go back and I look at it even deeper with her. Um, what are we, and by we, I'm just talking about as the basketball community, WNBA aces, what are we doing to help her mental? Right. And that I'm not making any excuses for her because wrong is wrong. You don't right. ever put your hands on any, all of that. Right. The other question I have is, is the league or are the aces doing anything for her? I don't know her partner, wife. I don't know if they're married. Like, how is she? Is anyone checking on her? Cause, because I do think that's important as well. Yes. Um, I, it's, it's just, it's not a good look. And 
mental mental health is real. Mm -hmm. And I just think giving what we do know, there's obviously something going on with Raquana that needs to be addressed in somebody, some kind of way, somewhere, whether that's the ACES organization or the league in general, someone needs to figure out how, how to help her. Mm. Because this type of thing can't continue to happen. And that's not yeah. just, that's just, that's not just speaking on Raquana, but again, I go back to her partner. Mm -hmm. Like, how is she doing? Because yeah. when you read, when you read all the, the nine charges, I believe, right? When yes. you read the nine charges, it's kind of scary. It's so very I, scary. I, I, I do. I go to, I'm concerned, I'm concerned about Raquana, but I'm also very worried and concerned about how her partner is right now. It's, it's a very layered situation, just mm -hmm. going off of what you're saying as well. It was her wife. They did get married um, in September. But I, I feel, how do I say this? Because it is a serious mental health issue. And she ha Raquana has been outspoken about yeah. how she has been dealing with mental health. There's still no excuse, though. None at all. Oh, no, and not it's, at all. it's also the fact that um, I think she needs to be out of this league. I think that's hard to say. Oh, no, it's not. So and I don't want to cut you off. So let me let me just add something to that. And I'm glad you said that. Mm -hmm. Because had this been a male mm. who put his hands on his wife or girlfriend or whoever, we would be all up in arms mm -hmm. saying the NBA needs to get rid of him. He does not need to be in the league. Any sport, football, baseball. Any sport, correct. He shouldn't. He should no longer be allowed to play. Not just suspended. He should be kicked off the team. He should be kicked out of the league. We would right. all be saying that. So to your point, Raquana Williams should not be in the league anymore. I agree. And, and I think and I, I, I respect her as a player because I think she's hella talented. I do. Mm -hmm. But when we talk about it's bigger than basketball, yeah. This situation isn't about basketball. And it and no. it has to stop. I agree. And it's not anything of okay, X's and O's, where do the aces miss her on the court? No, we're not talking about that. No. I have full priority in hoping that um the victim in this situation is okay like you mentioned that she is getting the help that she needs um i think it's also important to note that the first time around that this happened in 2019 the new cba that went into effect in 2020 wasn't in effect mm -hmm. to specifically have a line item about domestic violence incidences and and to say i read this in sports illustrated and the WNBA CBA resembles the NBA MBPA policy, which says that there is a paid administrative leave component, but they also have, you know, consider the accusations, the evidence, 
um, how the criminal charges have been, if they've been filed, the seriousness of the allegations, the player's past history. Um, the domestic violence policy will also incorporate educational offerings and counseling. To your point, in the sense of if there is a mental health issue going on with yeah. Laquana directly, then now there is a line item that says that the league could potentially reach out and help her with those things. But I think about what was happening before. This was not in the CBA. There was no line item specifically directed to that. This is very much a, a important and prominent thing. And um, yeah, I, I, the Aces are, are, as an organization, they're going to move on from this. And I hope that Rakana gets the help that she deserves. I hope that the most importantly, the victim gets the help that they deserve. Um, and yeah, the, I believe she appears in court this week to continue on with this. This is ongoing. We're still learning more details. Um, yeah, it's just an all around unfortunate it's scary situation. and it's scary as well. You know, the thing is we can't continue, <clears throat> excuse me, to just sweep it under the rug, right? Give Correct. her a slap on the wrist and just say, oh, well, she'll do better. She'll be better and just sweep it under the rug. No, no. like it's got to stop. It's got to stop. Yeah. And this is really the league's chance to make that statement and say it ends here. We're not going yeah. to continue to see <laughs> we, her on we, another roster. We've we've given you a second chance already. Yeah. There there is no third. No. There is it not. Can't be. Mm -mm. Um, another headline just <clears throat> with the aces continuing is Candace Parker. She's out indefinitely after having surgery for a fracture in her left foot. Um, she had played on the fracture all season. I don't think any of us really knew that she was battling that injury, but she was averaging 23 minutes a game. Um, she was on a one-year deal with the Aces so far beyond this season is kind of uncertain with the injury. I just want to say I, as a fan, I don't want Candace Parker to go out like this. <laughs> and I know that mm -hmm. she doesn't either. Um, it sucks that she has injuries suck in general, but to know that someone is towards the end of their career and is going through this type of injury, it just hits a little different too. No, it does. And especially when you think about, you know, Candace's legacy and, and mm. what she's done for the game, what she's meant for the game. And, you know, to your point, I had no idea she was playing on a fractured foot. Yeah. So that, that in itself just goes to show you the type of competitor she is, right? Like she wants to be out there and, Averaging 24 minutes a game at her at, at her age playing on an injury, that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Right? So to your point, I, I hate it too. Um, and because the league is the season is so short, even and then the playoffs are really fast. I don't know yeah. if she'll be able to come back and play. And to your point, I hate if she doesn't. I hate to see her go out. I'm just going to say this season, right? Because no one's saying yeah. she won't come back. But I hate to see her end her season like this if this is the last season we will see Candace Parker play. Oh, I don't even want to think about that. But it's she deserves the tour, the farewell tour. No doubt. The, no doubt the, she does. 
the gifts like Sylvia Fowle was getting lazy boy chairs at away games you know, for her retirement. You know, Jordan, Parker's the thing, the thing with injuries, they do, they suck. But the older you get, mm-hmm. the harder it is to come back from yeah. any type of injury, let alone a fractured foot. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That's tough. It is. It is. Um, but wishing her a, fe- a speedy recovery Absolutely. because we know CP, she's going to, she's going to bounce back in either. She's just going to pop up on our TV screen and be like, this is what I'm doing now. Okay. Or she's going to be back in an aces Jersey. Um, again, like you said, the season is so quick. It really is hard to recover and we don't want her to rush back. I think nobody is wanting that yeah. hurry up and yeah. come back. The aces are doing just fine they're doing okay um i know cp can add to that but yes i hope can she can she can rest that injury um the last uh headline that i wanted to get your opinion on is Brittany griner phoenix mercury announced that bg wouldn't travel to the past two road games uh to focus on her mental health and um, we're recording this again on a Tuesday, so that includes tonight's game against Indiana. Um, I got this in my inbox from the Phoenix Mercury, and you know, my initial reaction was like, "That is okay." That I we talked about this at the beginning of the season. I I said how surprised I was that BG came back to play this season at all. Um, but she's going to go at her own pace and in her own time, and she's going to know what's right for her. And if sitting out these couple games is what she needed to just step back, um, because it was a lot, a lot at the front of the season, the headlines, the, the press tour, the, it was just a lot. It was a a whole lot, whole lot. So we do not, I do not blame her for, for this, this announcement. You know, I I definitely am not an expert in the the mental health space, but I feel like sometimes we think it's better to just pile things on, mm. right? When, like in Brittany's case, just let's just keep piling things on. Let's just keep her busy and and try to keep her mind off of what she just went through and is still going through. Mm-hmm. And to me, I, I think that's just backwards, right? Mm-hmm. Because you can't just pile things on thinking that's going to make that person forget about the hell, the torture, everything that she just went through. Like, just give her time and give her space. And and we did. We talked about this in the beginning. And I I said then, I hope she's not coming back so soon because she feels pressured to do it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right like from whoever with everything that she went through and then with everything she's still going through night in and night out and people showing up to arenas because they want to see her they want to see is she going to be good is she going to be bad and let's just keep it real there are people showing up because they want to see her fail Mm -hmm. There, there are people out there who are so angry and upset that Brittany Greitner is free. There are as crazy Mm -hmm. as that is. So I think just thinking about all that, as much as we try to show her love and, and be there for her, there are those other people who are doing just the opposite. 
So for her to say, listen, I, I, I need to step back. I need to take two games off and deal with my mental and, and that's okay. And you yeah. don't owe anybody an explanation. Mm-mm-mm. I I just, I hope she truly takes that time just to, to focus on her, right? Mm-hmm. Like it shouldn't be any basketball, no talk about it. Don't even watch it. Go, go, go do you, whatever, whatever that is that makes you feel good and at peace. That's what she should do. Like, that's a lot of pressure that people are putting on her to come back and play. And you know, the other part, Jordan, is that they're not very good this year. Right. So, That's a, so that is another part of it. You know it. what I mean? So it's yeah. like, she's probably feeling more pressure. Like, damn, it, we made the playoffs last year without me. Mm. Right. And this year I'm back. I'm playing mm. and we're not very good. I'm, I'm sure somewhere in her mind, that's weighing on her as well. Mm, yeah. And yeah, so I, she she needs to step back from the game. I, I just, she she said, you know, when she did come back that that being on the court is very therapeutic and and her happy place, but I also want to say that that could change. That she she said that before, it's totally in her right that 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 changed for her. Um I definitely feel a theme of these yeah. other these these headlines that you know your mental health is very important and no it can be a roller coaster ride but make sure to take time for yourself and and what you need and what um I think so much we want to hide that um we we just talked about Candace Parker but going through a season en- ending injury is also mm-hmm. not good for your mental health. If this is something that you love to do and you want to play basketball and that is taken away from you because of a season ending injury, that's hard and all life is hard. So being able to reach out and anyone that's listening right now, if you need someone to talk to, it is okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Had to just say that little PSA for this theme that we, it's (laughs) true though. It is so true. Um, you know, I don't doubt that the court is Brittany's happy place, her happy space. Mm-hmm. But when things happen, like what happened in the Dallas airport. Correct. Right. That, that also takes its toll on you and that's not your happy place. And how many more times has that happened that we're not aware of? That's a great point. There's so much that we're not privy to like so much. Yeah. Yeah. I just like I couldn't even sit here and say I can only imagine what she's dealing with because I can't. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never been in in a situation like that, so I can't imagine what she's going through. But what I do know, to your point, you have to put you first, mm-hmm. and it's important that you take care of you because if you don't take care of you, no one else is going to. And I hope Brittany takes these couple of days off, these games off. However many games you want to take off, take them off, sis, because you deserve it. Check out. We, we, there's no hard feelings here. We love watching you play basketball, but we love you as a person more, BG. 
Um, so we'll keep a close eye on that. But I, I think all the WNBA community is in solidarity with Take Your Time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, that was a little around the horn headlines. Um, we're going to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to have Courtney Williams in the building. Welcome back to Queens of the Court. Uh, We have a very special interview coming up. Courtney Williams from the Chicago Sky. She joined me after practice. She literally needed to grab a towel because she was still sweating from a a hard practice with the Sky. Um, Cheryl, you were still you were still traveling, so I held it down. I know you did, but I really want to know what is your favorite part of Courtney Williams game because we talk about her all the time. Listen, I, I'm going to say what she says. Courtney is a dog. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that. That's what I, I love about her game. And, and I love that she does everything. She plays both ends of the floor, but I, I love how she's just real. Like when she's playing, she's not playing. She's just real. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not going to sit here and, like, pick her game apart and be, like, her nice little pull-up, even though she has a sweet little J. Um, I just, I love everything about Courtney Williams' game. She just gets it done. Because she's a dog. Me too. And we talk about that. I'm so happy you brought up that. Because we talk about that dog mentality, <laughs> her mid-range. I call her the midi magician. So we're going to yeah. get into okay. all of that. Here's my interview with Courtney Williams. Courtney, before we get into anything about basketball, Mm -mm. I saw that you were at the Renaissance Tour last week. Oh, yeah. Please tell me how that was. I was living through you through those Instagram videos. Oh, hey, it was a ball. You know what? I've always been a part of the Beehive, but to see, like, the way Beyonce, like, put on a show, like, I had to sit down from just singing in the crowd. And she was just going, going. And I mean, like, nothing seemed like it was like she was tired. Her voice didn't shake up a little bit. Like, and you know what's so crazy is that um, I was on the internet like a day or two after, mm-hmm. and um, a clip went viral on the share room at that same exact show that I was at where somebody had messed up like her fan or something. You know how Beyonce be having her, her yes, fan blowing her, her fan be on point. Yeah. <laughs> So basically she have it to where like sometimes she like turn the fan off, turn it back on, I'm getting hot. So like I was so caught up in the show, uh, a clip went viral where she song turn the fan on and I oh. didn't even catch it. That was crazy. They said, yeah, somebody getting fired over there. <laughs> can't mess with her fan. Nah, you can't do that. No, Beyonce, the hair about. has to blow. Oh <laughs> nah, my goodness. Was, man, I had a ball though, man. It was a great time. I ain't gonna lie. What's your favorite um Beyonce album do you have a favorite no I got some songs I ain't gonna say I but I like when she was hurt I hate to say that but I like oh. like the resentment <laughs> like dangerously in love like when yeah she was, you know when she was singing from a different type of place I'm glad she's not in that place no more though but that's them the ones 
Yeah, I, I I I can't lie. Those are good because those you, you make you sing makes you feel like you can sing too. It make you, you feel know? like you don't experience yeah. heartbreak too with her. Yeah, <laughs> I, that's that's the queen in the in that's the queen bee. I get that. Okay, well I don't know how you manage that with the WNBA season, but I'm so happy that you did that. Yes, I, I had a on. ball. I had a ball. <laughs> Okay, let's get to some basketball. We can talk mm. about Queen Bee all day, but <laughs> this is like past the midway point of mm. the season for you guys. Right. You guys are coming off a win mm. against Phoenix. What's the vibes in the locker room right now? It's it's August. How are you mm. guys feeling? Now we're feeling good. I mean, I think for us, we just try and continue to keep the the mentality of one percent, right? So like we not we're not gonna figure it out overnight, or maybe not even in one season. Right, mm -hmm. like we got so many different pieces that's playing together for the first time. Um, so I think you got to take the good with the bad, and as long as it's just one percent every single day, I think that's what we can hang our hats on. Yeah, well, I mean, this season has been a lot of ups and downs for you guys. Sure, you know, sure. you guys have got had through injuries, you got your head coach James Wade leaving, but then you mm -hmm. got D Wade, you know, yeah. adding and, and being an owner. So how have you personally kind of navigated those ups and downs? And then how has the team navigated that wave? I mean, I think it was tough for, for other players because they've been with him for mm -hmm. so long, like the yeah. Khalil's and, you know, Dana, um, Ruthie. But for me personally, like, I, I'm I'm new here. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, and I experienced it as well in Atlanta when Nikki had to leave and go to Baylor. Um, so, you know, I'm big on just doing what you need to do for your family and – if that means it's, it's, it's taking uh, another opportunity, then, you know, that's you got to do what you got to do. Um, but for me personally, like like I said, I kind of went through it already once before. So I kind of know what come with it. It's like a domino effect, but you just got to roll with the punches. Because um, if you mm -hmm. don't, you know, it's, your, your cup going to be half empty and not half full. <laughs> and I like my cup to be half full. <laughs> As you say that with the biggest smile on your face. <laughs> yes, that is the vibe. And I kind of want to talk about that because I know or I see how you are on social and you just uh, seem like you are the, the life of the party. What is your role on this team besides just bringing the good vibes? Uh, I mean, I think definitely the vibes, but I think I really stepped into like that leadership role as well, um, especially now um, having to um, take on the role of being our point guard it kind of is it's the responsibility that comes with being the point guard. You got to be vocal. You got to be an extension of the coach. So, um, but I'm going to always bring the vibes though. You know, that's first and foremost, got to bring the vibes. The vibes got to stay vibe. <laughs> the vibes got to stay vibing. Well, I personally, I call you, you know, the midi, the midi magician because the mid range, yeah. it's on point. It's on oh, point. Yeah. What are you liking about your game right now? Because mm. you had your first triple-double. Yeah. You stepped into the point guard role, Eastern Conference Player of the Week. Like, you're mm. hitting a lot of these strides. What's clicking in your game? Um, I think just my basketball IQ. You know, I think I'm uh, put into a position now where the ball is in my hand more, so I'm able to make um, decisions, um, actually be able to read the game and kind of, like, have that, that leeway to, um, you know, talk to a coach and tell him what I see and we be running things because I see it. See, that's crazy for me because I ain't never been able to do that because I've always been at the two spot, right? So the two spot is like one, two dribbles for me personally. Like my game throughout my whole career at max, maybe three, but it's like at that two spot, you pretty much that score. 
mm-hmm. unless you like a combo. I mean, but we're not talking about defense right now. We're talking about offense. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think just for me now, it's just growing just my mindset. Because um, mm-hmm. I think, like, once you reach a certain age and a certain um, point in this league, like, man, these young cats coming in, I we know, like, they coming in and they pressure, right? So I'm not about to go out there and try and out-athletic y'all. I'm going to out-thank y'all because I got to work to my advantage now. Um, and I think that's kind of what I'm stepping into, just thanking the game and trying to outsmart people more than be more athletic and bang out more with with the young bulls. It's like, nah, y'all got that. <laughs> y'all got that. <laughs> You're, that's thinking smarter. You know, no, I'm, I'm not working harder. I'm thinking smarter. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm <laughs> at with it now. Well, I love that you said that because this is year eight for you mm-hmm. and you you're talking about the the young bucks but you were one of those coming in you know no, eighth thanks. overall pick out of south florida what what are the differences between rookie court and eight-year vet court oh man when i was a rookie i came in with such a chip on my shoulder like i the, the chip was just crazy <laughs> it just was like i just i just wanted to prove everything to everybody um and I think now it's like, I'm just, I'm enjoying the game now. I'm enjoying learning. I'm enjoying like stepping into different things that, you know, can kind of expand my game to a certain extent. Cause obviously like, you don't want to go too crazy into left field, but mm-hmm. I think just adding on layers now. Um, but nah, I came into the league, man. I just had a chip on my shoulder, just wanting to prove something. I don't even, I can't even tell you what I was trying to prove. I just, I think something. I'm leaving here with something. something. <laughs> you know, it's just something. I didn't know what it was, but it was something. And I think now, like, um, obviously, I still got that edge. I'm still a dog, but it's just that chip. It's that that chip not there no more. Not what? for the not for the for the reasons that it was there. Right, but I know so, what was your like thoughts of the W? Like, what would you, when you came in, you had this chip on your shoulder, but what did mm. you hope that your career would amount to? I think I wanted to, I, I don't know. I, I don't even think that far ahead, which is crazy. Mm. Like for me, it's always like, I wasn't even supposed to be here. Like I tell people all the time, like I was I was going into the military. Like I had one offer to go to college. It was either college or the military for me. And I got that offer my junior year, like my last year at AAU, I got an offer from South Florida. So. Being in the WNBA wasn't even a thought for me. I was just like, I, I got an opportunity to get up out of my mom's house. So <laughs> that's mm. what I got to do. So, you know, going to college and then now they saying, oh, you on a draft board? It's like, oh, for real? Like, I didn't even think that was possible. Like, for me, it was like, I just never seen it. I just had, I, I never had somebody that was like up close and personal for me to see on a regular basis for me to think that it was attainable. Um, so I never had this idea like, oh, I'm going to the W or, oh, I'm going to college or, oh, I'm about to be good in the W. Like I, every time something happened for me, it was always like, dang, like this really happened. So I don't think too far ahead. Like even now when I go into free agency and teams want me, I'm like, all right, we still in the building. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like we still in the building. Yeah. Um, and I just, I just don't take those moments for granted. You know, like I try to just stay balanced, stay humble, and understand. Like for real, this league's so cutthroat. Any moment, I could be sent packing back to my mom's house. You see what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I think now I'm just, 
obviously I'm a lot smarter. I'm more mindful of the decisions that I make, and I'm just trying to just just stay present, keep my feet planted, and make sure that I'm taking it one day at a time and just one percent in my life as well. Mm. That's so good. And, and I think <laughs> about that, too, because I know you grew up in a super small town yeah. in, in Georgia. And what was the hoop culture like growing up? No, nah, it was there. It was competitive. It was in it was like I'm competing with boys, though. So like we mm -hmm. had like the, the court and the sticks. We call it the sticks. Right. So there's like little hood we got with all everybody come and it's like you good. You don't get picked up. You got people over there betting on you, different things of that nature. So. That's kind of how I came or like I had to be good or I wasn't going to play. I wasn't going to get picked up. <laughs> and they weren't sparing my feelings. Had to like fight through that because yeah. I'm your way out of that, which is really, I mean, I can see that in the way that you play now that I don't really? think that's left you, right? Nah, nah. Ah, I love that so much. Okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with Courtney Williams. Okay, now I need a fact check specifically from you. Is it true that you broke the single game scoring record at your high school, Charlton County High School, mm -hmm. 42 points, but it was set by your mom, Michelle, mm -hmm. 22 years earlier? Please tell me about that. <laughs> that should, that should uh, give people an example of how small my town is, right? <laughs> that my mom set a record when she was in high school and didn't get broken until I got in high school. Yeah, no, nah, that's a fact, though. I, uh, she had 42. I broke it with 44, and then my teammate, another teammate of mine broke it, and then I came back and broke it again with 47. So my mom had that record sitting for a minute till she had little old me. <laughs> Is that something you still like hold over her head? It's like Thanksgiving oh, man, or something. She, not good. she know she what she knows she not messing with me. She know that. I got her and my daddy too. Nah, she know that. Oh my God. I would bring that up every chance I got. I'd be man, like, she, man, remember that record? She know that though. I'm telling you. I don't even gotta bring it up because she knows. <laughs> well, I I just wanna go into a little more of of the player that you are now because mm. you have that experience of you know like you mentioned being on a lot of different teams in this league mm. and you've had different experiences of deep right. runs into the playoffs of being in the finals of you know bre breaking out in a playoff uh yeah. record so what did you learn from those experiences or from all those other teams that you are bringing right now to the Chicago Sky in this season Man, I think the little things, I think sometimes we get so caught up in like the big things or like scoring the basketball, the great pass, all these different things. But you're not understanding like it's the person that's setting that screen. Right. It's the person that's getting that deflection. Like, though, it's, it's, it's your teammate on the on the bench that is not playing at all, but just giving as much energy as they possibly can. Like it's all of those things that makes a championship team like sometimes people think is that starting five and obviously they play a big role in it but it's literally from top to bottom like mm -hmm. everything has to be aligning um when you go on that championship run um and I think that's just something that I'm trying to continue to tell my teammates is is the detail is the attention to detail because that's what's going to take us to that next level sure mm -hmm. 
That's so, I mean, you have someone like Ka, who, mm -hmm. you know, is a, a finals MVP, but then you also have rookies like Robin Parks, who is putting up her career really? high, and it's kind of all across the spectrum. But before I let you go, mm. like, why is the sky so underrated? Why should, why should they be your pick for the finals to win the championship to beat the super teams shade no shade ah, <laughs> shade no shade oh, uh, <laughs> no nah, i mean i think uh i don't know whether we your pick whether we not your pick like i, I ain't here to 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 change nobody's mind on on who they think and what they think we just gonna keep doing our thing and let the chips fall where they may Hey, if you bring in the vibes, I'm there. I'm rooting Come on, for man. you. Stand up with us. We're gonna get it. We're gonna get right. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Courtney. You are one of one. I appreciate you. you for stopping by. I appreciate you. <laughs> oh my God. Jordan, I never doubted that you would hold it down, but that is so there's so many reasons. I love Courtney Williams and you just tackled and covered so many of them. So court, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. And my apologies that I wasn't here. You got to come back when y'all make it. I'm going to say we all make it to the finals. How about that? Oh, oh. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you again, Courtney. You got to come back. As Cheryl said, we appreciate you. Um, I I'm excited to see how the rest of the sky season plays out there. They're hitting a stride this this second half of the season. Ka is getting career mm -hmm. nights. Uh, mm -hmm. Marina Mabry just had a great night. The Sky is, they're a stacked roster. And despite their ups and downs, they're still moving right along. Yep. So we got to, can't wait to see that. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much for listening. And thank you for sending in your reviews and your emails and your questions. We really appreciate it. Make sure you continue to follow, rate, and review the show available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also send us questions or feedback to our listener email, queensofthecourt at odyssey.com. Keep them coming, y'all, because y'all know we enjoy them. Plus, you can always find me and Jordan on social media. I'm at airswoops22, and Jordan is at hey jordan r queens of the court is an odyssey original created in partnership with the WNBA. the show is produced by alex ozzy the executive producer is lena moss glazer social media assistance from isabella apple imaging from t-storm battle and court is, is adjourned and we had a court on get it court Courtney Williams? I get it. Okay, it. Got it. How about that? <laughs> <laughs>